0: Hey everybody, welcome to Braving the Journey this week. Uh, this week looks a little different. For those of you guys that have listened to other episodes, you guys have heard different guests and different things. Um, this week it's just me. And kind of the reason why it's just me is I just feel like there's been just some pieces that have been on my heart. And instead of continually moving forward and forward with guests, I felt like I just wanted to take a moment and talk. And so if you haven't listened to episode one, that's a that's a little bit of my backstory and a little bit of the why. So I encourage you to go listen to episode one. The heart behind Braving the Journey has always kind of been that when we struggle, which we all do, um, when we go through challenges of life, some big struggles, some little struggles, some things that we put upon ourselves and some that others put upon us. But when we struggle, we have a tendency to believe this lie that we're the only ones that are struggling with it and that we move towards a place of isolation versus to a place of community and to a place of being vulnerable and saying, here's my struggle, I need support, I need help, I need to walk through this with someone, I need prayer, I need whatever it is, we, we have a tendency to go the opposite and think, I'll deal with this on my own, or I'll just keep this quiet, or maybe maybe I can get through it you know, by myself without anybody really knowing. And so the idea behind this podcast and these recordings is I want to be able to know, let people hear other people's stories, and for them to realize that, that you're not alone, that other people out there are struggling with the same stuff, that you're not unique to your struggles and once i think we begin to see that and realize that and we kind of normalize i'm not saying accepting but normalizing the fact that we all struggle then we can begin to move and my hope is then we will have experts in different fields sharing truths for us in um, different ways to move through different struggles and different kind of things um, but today I wanted, to, I wanted to kind of pull back and look and talk a little bit about brokenness and vulnerability. Um, for those of you that don't know me, uh, I am a believer in Jesus. And I've really wrestled through kind of trying to figure out on this podcast specifically, I don't want it to be tailored towards this, like, just a Christian audience listens. I just don't. I don't think that I want everyone to hear. But at the same time, I can't deny my voice and who I believe in. And so if you're not a believer in Jesus and that's okay. And, and if you have a hard time with me saying Jesus name, replace it with love, because honestly that's what he is. And I know a lot of people have been hurt by people inside of the church or hurt by organized religion. That's not Jesus though. Um, There's a difference in us humans and what we do to each other and the hurt we cause and who Jesus is. So, for us to be able to live in this place of brokenness and vulnerability, I think we have to be able to step backwards and understand intimacy first. Um, what I mean by that is creation from the very beginning was an expression of intimacy. See, God breathed life into Adam. I mean, the, the intimacy just in that, and then God took a rib from Adam and made Eve and then they were together to make children I mean there's this this, this like seeping amount of just intimacy that existed and what happened was Adam and Eve chose to eat from the tree sin entered the world and you kind of know the story but what happened with that is our relationship there's this shift. And God breaks it down into two primary areas where this idea of thorns and thistles becomes part of the fabric of life. And these two areas are our relationships and our work. And this is what he kind of says about it. He says, our relationships will be marked by pain and misunderstanding. So we're going to struggle with connecting with people, struggling to find ways to really, truly connect because there's this disconnect that happened. And then with our work, there's always going to be this kind of sense of um, restlessness or uh, just kind of a discontent. And I know me personally in my life, that is something I struggle with greatly is this feeling of just kind of always just discontent, unsettled, never satisfied with my work. And that's something I'm constantly having to bring to God and figure out. But so looking at this again, so at the very beginning, God created this perfect idea of intimacy. We break it as humans. And now we have this this thorns and This this kind of, this struggle now in life, this area that we we all deal with in some form or another. And the big question to this is why? Why does God even allow us to, to have these struggles and this hardship and why can't He just be a God to fix it all, right? Like you hear that so many times, like why, why? Why wouldn't God just fix this? But I, I believe that there, the idea that, the release of us and having our struggles does a couple of things it, it takes us to a position of bringing us to our knees and coming back to a place of intimacy with god because we realize through our brokenness we can't do it so we become vulnerable and we say oh god i can't do this without you but that's the here's the problem we have a tendency to choose to run away when we come across this thorns and thistles of life, we either choose to flee, fight, or we freeze. So we either flee, meaning we we run to other things that just make us feel good right away. We move towards addiction. Sometimes that addiction looks good to the world. It could be a work addiction, or it's a struggle with alcohol addiction, or we just flee. We, we run from anything that's difficult in life, or the other way where we fight. Because life's hard and it there's this restlessness and there's this brokenness and there's this uncomfortableness inside of me. So I'm going to fight. I'm going to become angry. I'm going to become bitter. I'm going to become violent to the world. I'm going to just be mad. I mean, look at our world sometimes. There's so much anger in people and so much just bitterness. Or we just freeze. We just kind of go into this numb state of life. And just believe we're just, we're, we're nothing. We're, we're, we don't, ex- we just, there's no matter. There's no purpose. And we just kind of cruise. So, so with, with this idea that there's, there's part of us, that there's this brokenness inside of all of us. And we have a tendency to try to move towards fixing it ourselves by fleeing, fighting or freezing. But that's not that's not the intimacy and the vulnerability that God invites us into in our brokenness. And so, look at me with a story real quick about the Apostle Paul. Um, now, at this time when I'm kind of reading this, Paul lived in a city of Corinth, which was much like our cities today. It was it was this hustle bustle city with power. Like imagine New York, like Las Vegas, LA. It, it, there was a lot happening in this city, and like that, like us, they kind of measured power celebrity wealth beauty all these things were of so much value to them and it, that's that's where the success was you know with the church it would it would look at the size of the building the growth of the the people the the budget they had to work with there there was all these things that measured value and success and this is important right and then Paul kind of walks into the scene and In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul argues for his authenticity of his leadership by appealing not to the visions or revelations that God gave him, not to his success and gifts, but to his weakness. Listen to this here. I'm going to read this to you right now. It says, This is Paul talking to the church of Corinth. It says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take away from me, but he he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardship, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So you're talking about a culture like ours, like imagine our culture, for us to say, well, hey, when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. it doesn't It doesn't connect or make sense. But when we understand what Paul is talking about is in his weakness, it brings him to a vulnerable place where he is able to come before the feet of Jesus and say, I can't do this on my own. I need you. Then comes the strength. Then that's where that begins to grow in from. It's not the strength that we built up on our own. It's the weakness that leaves us in a place of going, I can't do this on my own. I need you. So can we, I mean, how do you begin to accept your brokenness? I think partly we do that by by recognizing, one, that we're not the only one. We all are broken in some way, some form, some shape, something, we are here on earth, so we're broken. And so realizing that, everybody is in some capacity helps a little bit and then we need to begin to view our brokenness and our struggles and our different things as not so much a negative um example in my life you know i'm a recovering alcoholic and for the longest time i would never ever ever dream to admit that because it was weak and there was a piece of brokenness that i wasn't willing to admit to but what i realized was the reason why i wasn't able to is because there was so much pride that if i were to say hey this this is my struggle i'm a recover. i'm an alcoholic and i struggle with drinking and if i have one i want to have 12 you know that that sounded just too weak to me but what i've learned is there's a beauty in it now because I find more and more in my days that weakness pops itself up. And I go, man, this would be an easy way out of a stressful situation is just to drink. I could just choose to go have a drink and then a few more. And for a moment, I'll get to forget about the stress that life is in or the struggle that I'm in in this moment. But I can't do that. But I can recognize my weakness and my brokenness in that and say, God, that's what I want to do. But let me come to you. And can you can you can you help me? And a lot of times what I find, I just simply stop and I ask God, what do you want me to know and do in my brokenness right now? And honestly, you guys, if we sit and ask that question with a sincere, open heart to God, what do you want me to know and do? He'll tell us. It may be the most quiet little voice. It may be this thing that you're like, oh, is that my conscience? Is that God? I don't know. That's him. If you you just allow and say, God, I I want you to talk to me, please, and tell me it's not probably going to be this audible, booming voice. It's not going to be a burning bush. It's going to be this still, quiet voice inside you. But do we take time in our brokenness and come back to the original creation of things? This idea of intimacy and say, God, I I want to be in this intimacy th- thing with you. I want to be where you are. I want to experience you so that your strength can be lived out through my brokenness. I told my kids a story recently and uh, I don't know why I was telling it to them, but I'll tell it to you. So imagine there was a man that was... Um, Every day would have to walk from his home down this long dirt road miles away uh, with a stick across his back and two water jugs on both sides. And they would walk with him empty and he would walk miles and miles and miles to the water well. And there he would fill up both buckets of water and the jars of water would fill up and he would put them on his back and he would make the long walk back to his house for the day. And the jars began to talk to each other. And the jar on this man's right side um, had this little crack in it, this kind of piece that was, wasn't was perfect. And uh, so as the man would walk back every day, there would be a constant little drip. And the one jar on the left that was perfect would always make fun of the jar on the right saying, look at you. You can't do your job. You can't even hold what you're supposed to. By the time you get there, you're, you're half empty. You're nothing. And so this jar began to believe this lie that I'm nothing, that, that my purpose is to carry water and I can't even do that. And so I, I'm a failure. But each day, the man would do the same thing. And sometimes the jar would wonder, why doesn't the man fix me? Like, why? Why, why, can't he, why? why won't he fix me so I can do my job that I'm supposed to do? So one day, the jar finally asked the man, why? Why can't you fix me? And the man doesn't say anything, but he walks back to the well. He fills up his jars and on his walk back, he looks over to the jar on the right and says, Have you ever noticed that your teeny drips from your brokenness? I have seen. And he slowly along the whole path would always drop little flower seeds. So the whole right side of the road was covered in beautiful flowers. And the left side was left barren. And so, see, the, the man understood that the jar's brokenness could be used for beauty. And something beautiful was created that couldn't have been without that brokenness and that peace. And I think that's so much like you and I, that we have a tendency to flee, fight, or freeze in our brokenness. But that's not that's, that's, God doesn't see it that way. He doesn't see us and He doesn't see our brokenness. He sees our brokenness and He sees the potential of what He can do with it. He sees the jar that's broken and goes, look at what I can do that no one else is going to be able to do. No other jar was able to drip the way that this jar dripped. No one else like you can do what you do. And I think there's such an important value and understanding that we are each person, each one of us, and we may have similar struggles and we may go through different things in life and we can connect in that way, but we are each uniquely made. Nobody is like me. Nobody, and nobody is like you. Nobody has had the exact life experiences, everything that you have that thinks the way you do, acts the way you do. There's no one in this earth like that. And so when we embrace and we say, God, what do you want to do with my brokenness? I don't want to live in it. I don't want to always be there and just dwell in it. But what do you want to do with it? Because the world needs my brokenness. And it needs me to be an intimate place with God so that I can live that brokenness out. So, I guess that was it today. I just have had that on my heart for a while. I know this isn't the typical interview message, you know, but I just think that we shy away too often from seeing the the beauty in our brokenness and our weakness and what God really wants to do with that and how it draws us to a dependency on him. And so, my challenge I guess today is just stop just pause for a moment last week's episode we talked about mindfulness and meditation and being present and aware so just 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 do this with me for a minute just pause you're going to hear some silence the show's not over but just just pause and we're going to just stop and listen and say "This, this simple um god what do you want me to know about my weakness and brokenness I want you guys just to listen for a minute. If you're driving in a car, don't close your eyes, but just listen. God, what do you want me to know about my brokenness and weakness? Now, I want you to take, I don't know what he said to you, but hold on to that because he will use you to love this world in a way no one else can. And our brokenness and our weakness is not a disqualifier. It is part of what he wants to use. Have a great day, you guys. Hey, thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, I hope you got something out of that that just kind of helps kind of walk you through the rest of this week. If you like what you heard, can you please be sure to go to uh, on Apple Podcasts? If you go to the podcast, go to the very bottom of the page, you'll find a spot where you can leave ratings and reviews. Leave a rating, leave a review. It helps get the word out to more people so more people can hear. And if you want to, make sure to follow Braving the Journey on Instagram, Facebook, Um, there's more content and more things happening on there at the same time. So have an amazing day. Thank you.